Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Hey, Open Mic Podcast listeners. Want to share your opinions, give me feedback, or tell me what you're thinking? If you do, send me a voice message. Voice messages are an easy way for you to send me audio that might end up in future episodes of the podcast. They're the latest feature from Anchor, the platform that I use to make this show. Here are some things that I would love to hear from you. What questions do you have for me? What did you think of the episode? What did you think of the topic? Who should I interview next? Make up a theme song. I don't know. Do your best impression of me. I'll see all of your messages and I might add them into a future episode. Anchor makes that part super easy. You can send me a voice message right now from wherever you're at, wherever you're listening. Just tap the link in my show notes and I can't wait to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to the Open Mic Podcast. Until next time, cheers and be well and enjoy today's episode. It's time for the Open Mic Podcast with your host, Brett Allen. Broadcasting live from the Bay Area studios, here at the Open Mic, no topic is off limits. And of course, you never know who may stop by. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into episode 105 of the Open Mic Podcast. It's good to be here with you. Coming to you live from the Bay Area studios, rocking and rolling, cranking out the hits. <laughs> I feel like a 90s DJ. So for those of you who don't know, I do have a radio background. I was a DJ at a Christian radio station for several years and uh, went to the New Mexico Broadcasting Academy. And so I do have a radio background. I don't know why I'm telling you all that, but I kind of felt like a, a 90s DJ there for just a minute. <laughs> anyway, it's good to be here with you. It's a nice chilly Saturday morning coming off the bay. Foggy fog is in the air, and uh, we've got a fantastic show lined up for you today. Evan Carmichael is coming on the show. I'm really excited about it. He's a fantastic guy, and uh, just we've, I've been uh, really looking forward to talking to him. He is a serial entrepreneur. He's an investor, angel investor, actually, salsa dancer. He's done a lot of different things, and we're going to talk about all that here in just a moment. I want to just say thank you to all of our listeners for joining in every single day for listening and being part of the show and just really inviting us into your homes and into your hearts via our podcast. And it's just been a lot of fun. Have some amazing shows lined up. They just keep getting better and better. And we've got all new studio equipment and we're just firing on all cylinders over here at the studio yeah, it's been good. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Spade Sunshades for sponsoring the podcast. If you love sunglasses, if you're a poker player or even if you're not, Spade Sunshades are fantastic. And uh, they're for poker players by poker players. Uh, say that 10 times fast. As my buddy Eric says, this is a brand new tongue. I just got it installed. It's kind of early and so or early for me. And uh, my words aren't coming out exactly how I want them to. I apologize. Anyway, Spade Sunshades, if you head over to their website and use promo code Brett's Open Mic, you will get some free shipping on me. And they make amazing sunglasses. And I tell you, my toddler has gotten a few of these several times and uh, has bent them and turned them. And uh, he has not completely destroyed them yet. So I'm thankful for that. 
Anyway, uh, great shows coming down the pike. We have some amazing guests. Uh, Jennifer Bryan is coming on the show very soon. She's a huge political podcaster, and I'm excited to have her on. Randall Kenneth Jones will be coming on the show very soon. He is a celebrity podcast interviewer. He's an author, a speaker, super all-around nice guy. He's coming on. We've got a Navy SEAL turned entrepreneur coming on the show very soon. Uh, we're going to talk about his business, Elite Meat, where he helps connect veterans who are military folks. Obviously, I don't know why I said that, but he connects them uh, with jobs and employment. And uh, we've got him. We've got an astronaut coming on here in a few weeks. Excited about that. Just a lot of fun things lined up. And uh, we've got a special New Year's Eve show planned as well. We've got a big guest for that also. So you have all of that to look forward to. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and join in for free. Subscribe. It really does help. And you can get these shows before they hit the airwaves everywhere else. Also, if you wouldn't mind, and, and we talk about this a lot, just leaving us a kind rating and review. It really is important to us and keeps the show rolling and that sort of thing. Or you can just follow us on Instagram at The Open Mic Podcast, Brett's Open Mic on Twitter, Brett Allen on Facebook, or TheOpenMicPodcast.net. Enough about me. Let's go ahead and get our guests on the line. I'm excited about this. Evan, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's good to have you on, sir. Thanks for love, Brett. Awesome to be here, man. Well, I have been looking forward to talking to you for a very long time, and I've been working on this for about a month or so now. And I have to say, I love the process that you and your team have when it comes to connecting with podcasters like myself and entrepreneurs and really just prepping us each step of the way to prepare to have this conversation. So I want to ask you, when you started gaining popularity and just all sort of began for you, what was your process in setting up this method, I guess, to making sure that everything goes smoothly and goes well? Because obviously, I'm sure everybody wants your attention. And so how, how have you learned to manage that and just make it really work as effectively as possible? So, you know, it's a work in progress. I don't know that we're ever done. My goal is to try to, whenever I'm coming on anybody's show, I want to bring as much value as possible uh, to, to you and to your audience. And one of the frustrations that I got when I was joining um, some of the calls is my days are pretty tight. So it's, it's wall to wall all day long, 25 minute intervals, interviews at a time. That's, that's my entire day today. And a lot of times I get on a, a call with a podcaster and they would want to tell me about their format and their process and prep me and all this stuff. And that may work for a lot of people. For me, I want to get into it. I, I don't care what your questions are. I don't care what your, um, your, whatever your usual, I'm ready to go. Like, I love it. What, whatever you want, wherever you want to go, you ask, like, yes, I'm in a hundred percent. And for me, I want to bring as much value as possible in the time that we have together. And so I just made a video saying some of the things that I felt we'd lost time on. And so if, if we spent five minutes going over the ground rules for your show, then it's five less minutes of actually being able to talk on your show, which is less value for you and less value for your audience. And it's only because I'm okay with anything that that I can do that where I think for other people, you know, they they, they may be insecure. They may just want to know a little more details about how to get set up. And so that's why I did it, because I, I just want to make sure that the time we spend together is as valuable as possible. 
and um, I was frustrated that that I was losing time and that I couldn't bring as much value to the shows that I was getting on. Well, it's fantastic, and it certainly makes it a lot more relaxing for us as well who are conducting the interviews because you do allow us to just dive right in, which I love, and I think that's a great perspective to have. Now, I wanted to ask you because one thing that podcasters I know struggle with and and I'm sure other entrepreneurs as well is clarity of purpose, trying to determine what is my purpose, what is my elevator pitch, how do I make this as effective and as dialed in as possible. What are your thoughts on discovering that clarity of purpose? Yeah, I think that's important for every human, not just podcasters or entrepreneurs. It, you know, I think that's that's in the most important question. Um, I have a methodology called the Purpose Planner that I think is instrumental that goes through uh, your who, your why, and your how. And so your who, your who starts off with I think everybody has a one-word core value, a one word that defines who you are. For me, it's believe. For someone else, it's something else. But when you identify what your most important core value is, then it allows you to start living your life instead of other people's version of your life. If you don't know what your most important core value is, then you get pulled in multiple directions uh, by what other people want for you instead of what you will want to do. And so figuring out what your most important one-word core value is the who. It's who you are. It doesn't tell you what you should be doing yet, but it's, it's the who. Um, then you get into the why. So it's who, why, how. Um, why is, I think your purpose comes from your pain. I think the reason why you do the thing that you do is because you struggled so much mm. with something early on in your life. And now as humans, we're built to serve. We want to make the road a little bit easier for the next generation. I love helping people in general, but I love entrepreneurs because I struggled so much as an entrepreneur that I don't want other people to have to face the same struggles that I faced. If I can make somebody else's road a little bit easier, then that is the ultimate fulfillment for me. And so that's why you do what you do. There's some deep pain point in your life that you struggled with, and you want to try to make sure nobody else has to face those same struggles as you. That will be the greatest, most fulfilling thing of all time um, for people when they figure that out. Uh, and then the third is the how. So who, why, how. How then becomes, well, how are you going to go off and do it? So I could, I could believe in entrepreneurs all day long, but how I do it will be various levels of excitement and fulfillment for me. So you know, if you're moving to a new studio, you say, Evan, can you come help me move my studio? I could come and I could enjoy the result of you being in your new studio and now you get your, your new gear and soundproof building and all that <laughs> stuff. But I don't enjoy the process of moving. I don't enjoy the process of carrying equipment and packing into trucks. I don't enjoy that process uh, where the most successful people in the world enjoy the process. And so you can look at the results that you've been getting that, that have been helping people and serving people and make a list of all the ways that you've helped people and served them and then think, which ones did I actually enjoy doing the work of and not just the end result? Mm -hmm. And when you figure out those three things... Now, like if you're doing a podcast, you better enjoy interviewing people. Otherwise, you're not going <laughs> to win at podcasting, right? Yeah. And so when you figure out those three things, your who, your why, your how, then you're set up to, to live a purposeful life and for the entrepreneurs to turn it into a business as well. I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, you really first became an entrepreneur when you were around 19. At what point before that did you realize, I don't want to do what everybody else does. I want to do something different. How did you know that this was something that you were designed and set up to do specifically for yourself? It was fear of regret. 
Uh, when I was 18, I had a personal situation that I regretted not taking action on. And I, I promised myself that the next time that I feel like I might regret not taking action, then I would have to go off and do the thing. We very rarely regret the things that we do. We, we most often regret the actions not done, the things that we didn't say yes to because we were too afraid. And so I promised myself the next time I felt that, that I would do the scary thing because I would be able to deal with the failure, but I couldn't deal with not knowing. And so when I had the opportunity when I was 19 to either join what I thought was my dream job and make six figures and travel around the world and do all that stuff versus join a business, be an owner and make $300 a month, you know, the logical, safe, smart play was not go be entrepreneur, but I didn't want to live with regret. And so I said, you know what, some of my friends are taking a year off and exploring the world and figuring themselves out. I'm going to spend this year in this business and I'm going to see uh, if I can make this into something. And if it doesn't work, I thought it probably wouldn't work, to be honest. But if it if it didn't work out, then I would at least know that it didn't work out because I didn't want to be, you know, later on in life looking back and saying, you know, what if I just took that shot? I didn't want to live with regret. So that that's spurned me into action. And uh, wow, I'm so glad that I did. Yeah, it's obviously worked out quite well for you, which I think is fantastic. So I want to ask you a question, and I, I've had a few entrepreneurs on my show, and I always like to ask this because I like different perspectives. There is this stigma, I guess you could say, where it's hustle, 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 grind, grind, grind. Don't take a break. Don't breathe. Just work 24-7. What is your perspective on that philosophy of this mindset of being an entrepreneur? So a couple things come to mind. The first is I think your actions have to map to your ambition. So the stuff that's in your calendar needs to map to you accomplishing your goals. And so a lot of people talk a big game about the things that they want, but they're not actually doing the actions that they need to get there. And that's the, not that's not just business. That's life. Like what does a successful marriage look like for you? What does a successful uh, fatherhood look like for you? And put that in. And so success is is your habits. If you keep doing these habits, like a, a successful relationship is not an outcome. It's a habit. Mm-hmm. It's what you do on a regular. So for me and my wife, as an example, Saturday is always our day together. Uh, she's a foodie, so I'll always take her to a new spot here in my city of Toronto to discover a new food, even though I'm not a big foodie myself. Um, I'll plan the whole day as a surprise for her. Uh, we'll we'll go to a movie or we'll go to a festival or a you know, parade or walking, hiking outside, photo shoot, something. And it's a surprise every week. And um, that, that works for us. And then Sunday is our family admin day. So if we need to do shopping or groceries or buying a new couch or fixing something, <laughs> uh, that doesn't touch Saturday. We're not touch- That's not a Saturday thing. That's a Sunday thing. Saturday is our time to do our stuff together. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to be around my wife 24-7, and she doesn't want to be around me 24-7 either, right? Like, we have ambition, we have goals. And so uh, I don't want to judge anybody's version of balance. Um, I do what works for me, and it's and it's a constantly evolving thing. My schedule now will not be the exact same in five years as I grow and evolve. What people need to do, I think, is look at what are my what are my ambitions for my life, for my career, for my for my – if I want to be an entrepreneur, for my relationship – for my travel, for my kids, like wherever you are at your stage in life, what are your ambitions? And then map that to your calendar. Look at your activities in your calendar and say, if, if I did these things in my calendar, would I move closer to my ambitions or not? And if it's not, then you're not happy. Or if you're only hitting your business goals but not your relationship ones, then you're not going to be happy. 
And so I think in this world of grind and hustle, it really just depends on where your version of balance comes in. I think some people don't value relationships or value it at this point in their life. And that's great. Go all in on your business. And some people now may need to switch their priorities because their mom is in the hospital and they want to spend more time there and, and their business now isn't as important. Great. Switch your, switch your, your habits. You know, if you're, if you're 95 and then look back on your life and say, man, I wish I spent more time with mom in the hospital on her last days, like I don't want to live with that regret. And so I'll, I'll switch up my calendar. Um, at the same time, I think people waste a lot of time during the day. Mm-hmm. I think people uh, often will say, well, I need to wake up at 5 a.m. or I need to wake up an hour earlier and that will help me. Where in reality, if somebody stepped into your schedule and audited, if I stepped into your schedule and audited the work that you're doing, there's a lot of wasted time in there scrolling through Instagram and scrolling through Facebook and refreshing your email and updating your numbers and a lot of stuff that is not actually productive that's helping you move closer to your goals. And so I would first worry about, am I maximizing the 16, 17 hours that I'm awake versus uh, cutting one hour sleep out of my daily life? (laughs) I love that. So it's probably safe to say that you just, you got to learn to find the balance. And if you don't, you know, you could probably run into a bunch of problems and that's not really good either. Um, so because you make yourself so accessible to people, I imagine you probably get flooded with folks every day, all day asking for advice and wanting to know, you know, I, I want to be an entrepreneur. What are some of the things that you feel that these people should have in place if, if they do decide to reach out to you or want to get your ear or advice on their business or their idea, that sort of thing, if that question makes sense. Mm, that's an interesting question. I've been asked that. I like it. That, that's what you get on the open mic podcast. I yes, like it. it is. Yeah. I, I try and ask different questions. questions. Yeah, I try to my very best. I love it, man. I love it. Um, Brett's bringing the gold. Um, I think the best thing when you're reaching out to anybody, uh, let alone me or anybody else, the question has to mean something to you. The answer to that question has to be meaningful to you in your life right now. And so, you know, as an example, um, people reach out to me and say, hey, Evan, how do you, how did you get Instagram verified on your account? Oh, gosh, yeah. (laughs) Um, How many, you know, you're always going to new places in Toronto. How many people live in Toronto? You know, it's like, and I see these questions and I'll I'll often write, I'll, I'll, I'll not just write back, but I'll make a video response back to say, hey, Bob, like you had, you had one shot to ask a question. Is this the question that you really want an answer to? And then quite often they'll, they'll come back and say, oh, uh, I don't know. I was just fooling around. Um, and, and then they think about it. They come up. So that's, that's the thing. That's why people don't also – that's why this is, this is a tricky thing with mentorship. Mentors love giving back. And I'm sure you know, you've had people like to reach out to you as well and say, hey, how do I start a podcast? Oh, yeah, all the time now. Like, mentors – and it's so fulfilling to help somebody – pursue their dream and you see a younger version of yourself there and we're built to serve humans are built to serve mm-hmm. and so it's so fulfilling to help somebody through the challenges that you've been through so mentorship is awesome at the same time the busier a mentor gets the more they value their time which means the thing they hate the most is wasting time which is what most mentees do mm-hmm. most potential mentees come and they ask a, a question that is not actually that meaningful to them 
it might be on the tip of their tongue right now, but it's like it's not actually going to be a life-changing question for them. And then they'll ask another question and they'll get a response, but then not do the work and then come back an hour later with a different question. You're wasting the time of the, of the mentor. And so that's the delicate balance that mentors have to constantly go through is the thing that we love the most in giving back and helping is also coupled with the thing that we hate the most, which is wasting time. And so if you want to get through, what you have to do is say through your actions, through your ambition, through the tone that you are not one of those 99% of people who are going to waste the time. Mm-hmm. I want to feel from your question, from your outreach, that this is important to you and that you will take action. And if people feel that, then they're going to they're gonna trip all over themselves to come and help you because that's the exact kind of person you want to be working with. Yeah, I, I love that answer and your honesty because, yeah, even as a podcaster, I now have people reaching out and they ask these questions and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I asked the same questions when I started, you know, so I actually put episodes together and said, hey, check out, this is my episode on how to book guests. You know, even when I was promoting your show, I got flooded with people. How did you book Evan Carmichael? And I'm like... Stone cold hustle, you know, like you just got to work hard and get it going and just really put everything you have into it and make it count because it's a one shot thing. So I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about when you're not working, which I, I imagine on some level you're always thinking about things, but you love to salsa dance. You created trading cards for entrepreneurs where did these ideas come up with? Uh, come from? I love it, and, and I'm curious just to hear a little bit of insight on and how your mind works for those types of things. Yeah, so I love being all in on the thing that I'm doing at that moment. So, so I'm here with you. You know, uh, I love being here with you, Brett. I'm not like I'm not checking my email. I'm not thinking about anything else. Like I'm trying to spend my time to try to listen to your questions and give you the best answers. At least I know how to answer. And then I take that approach to everything that I do. So as an example, I don't have a cell phone number, uh, which people think is pretty weird duck. And, and it is, I guess, pretty weird duck. And when I, was, when I was dating my wife, she used to hate it because she couldn't reach <laughs> me. The thing is, when you get a cell phone number, then people call you. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> which, which I don't want. I don't have a landline. Like You cannot call me anywhere. Uh, I, I will call you through my Google voice line, through the internet. Uh, so I do a lot of business over the phone, but you can't reach me anyway through the phone. People think I'm being um, private or egotistical. Like, no, I legit like don't have a cell phone number. Um, so my, my, my wife, when I was dating her, didn't like it because she couldn't reach me. But when I'm with her on Saturday, she loves it now because nobody else can reach me. So <laughs> I'm with her, I'm with her. And I try to, I try to, it's not that I never get distracted. You know, if I, if I think of something, I'll try to write it down so it's out of my head and I'll deal with it on that day. Um, but I try to have all my time as much as possible focused on the thing that I'm doing. Um, even if it's washing the dishes, I'm focused on washing the dishes instead of thinking about something else. And so I do, you know, salsa dancing is, is a fun activity. That's how I met my wife. So I own a, I own a dance studio here in Toronto as well. And so we'll have fun doing that. Um, Saturdays, I'm usually, you know, all in with my wife and, you know, hiking or trying a new food or whatever it is. Um, and I'll have other things that, that pop up. You know, I, I love following my curiosity. I, uh, because I've, I see the world through the lens of I don't want to live with regret, then as soon as I come up with an idea, I find the smallest possible way to get started. So 
the Entrepreneur Heroes trading cards was a, a project because I love baseball cards growing up. My, my Toronto Blue Jays won the World Series uh, when I was 12 and 13 years old, so that was an impressionable age for me, and I love baseball cards. It was kind of my first real business venture, um, trading cards. And I thought, hey, entrepreneurs are heroes. Why don't we have our own trading cards? And I made a, an outreach to, at the time, Guy Kawasaki and Seth Godin, and they both agreed to participate. Oh, and wow. um, then moved on from there. Um, and it was, it was awesome, right? But it's like, just get started. They both could have said no, and maybe the project dies. But as soon as I get an idea, I want to try it. I want to say yes. I want to taste it. Instead of making it this big thing, like the cards were great, and we raised six figures for entrepreneurs in Africa, um, and, and it was a super fun and fulfilling project to work on. That's how I got connected to Gary Vee and a bunch of other things that have paid off down the road. But going in, you don't know that. And instead of making it this big thing that becomes impossible, like most people who want to start a podcast, well, I need to get the gear and the microphone and you know the editing tools. And it's like it becomes this giant project. Like if you want to start a podcast, get your phone and go make your first podcast. Yes, yes. Right? And, and expect it to suck. Uh, and not just because the gear sucks, but because you suck. Because it's your first thing, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Not, not, not that you suck as a human. You just you haven't developed the talent yet to Agreed. build a good podcast. And that's normal. Like the first time you try anything, you suck. You know, the first barbecue you do, you suck. And you burn the meat. And the first time you get on a skateboard, you fall over. Like this is how we learn. Just expect to suck at the beginning. But so many people wait until they have the perfect everything before they start. And as a result, they never start. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. And you were actually doing one of your live broadcasts in the morning on Instagram. I think it was a few days ago. And you were talking to somebody, I believe, about they were wanting to do some sort of project to help people sleep better and become better resters at night and that sort of thing. And you asked that question, you know, what are you doing now to become better? And I think that's an excellent perspective. And I appreciate that as well. You just... You got to do it. You just got to rock and roll it and, and just make it happen. So you've written two books. I've read both of them. And I that's how I learned about you was through another podcast inadvertently. Okay. And I love them both. Believe was excellent and has just really changed my perspective on my business I'm trying to build as a podcaster. How did you come up with your one word just if, for those who haven't read the book or aren't super familiar with who you are which i would find hard to believe how, how did you how did you come up with that what was it for you that said this is it for me so i started with my website i had a website before i had my youtube channel and i wanted a new tagline that's how it started was i was upset with the tagline of my website and so i started thinking what's a new tagline that i can use that, that represents my business and then I realized, you know what? I should have a personal tagline that I bring to my business instead of just a business tagline. Like This should mean something to me on a human level myself that then I bring to my company, not the other way around. And so I started brainstorming, came with a bunch of ideas. And on that first list, uh, I had the word believe on there. But nothing was exciting to me. The first, I didn't know. I made a huge list of ideas of potential taglines and, and none of them stuck. So I slept on it. Came back the next day and... Believe just popped off the page for me for some reason. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. there, were, there were longer sentences, like a couple words, but just believe for some reason popped off. And then I thought, well, believe is, is, I mean, it's too simple. 
it's too big, it's too broad. Like, who am I to be the believe guy? Like, uh, <laughs> entrepreneurship. I need to, I need to make it more specific. And it's funny how often we talk ourselves down from big ideas. We don't need the people around us to do it. We'll do it to ourselves. Um, and I came up with a, another list of of believe variations, and none of them stood out. So I slept on it again and came back the next day. And and I just liked the word believe more than anything else. It just I don't know that thing was it for me. And then I thought, well, I'm gonna what I'm I'm gonna rebrand my entire business around one word believe. That sounds like that's ridiculous. Um, so I thought instead of just doing that crazy thing, let's get started. Let's, what's a small test? So I made a newsletter. I had a newsletter list. I still do. And I made a newsletter on Believe. And it ended up being the best newsletter that I had ever sent out. I had the most open rates. I had the most responses. Um, my sister wrote back to me and said, hey, I'm actually reading your newsletter now. Uh, I was <laughs> like, great. It's like the, the, the kind of love and punch to the stomach that only a sister can right, give. Right, right. Um, so then I thought, okay, let me make a video on my channel. I made a video for my YouTube channel around Believe. And... My best video to that point had 100,000 views in a year, and I was so pumped that I hit six figures on views in one year. It was my best video by far. We launched a Believe video, and I got 100,000 views in a month, and um, now it's 2 million views or somewhere around there. And it's not that Believe is, is magic, you know, uh, but it's magic for me. And everything that I touched then around it became uh, better than what I had before. And so I thought, Am I the only one in the world who's doing this ridiculous thing of building a business around one word? And then I went and started researching and I found a whole bunch of different businesses, everybody from a $50,000 full-time business up to hundreds of millions in revenue of people who have built a business around their one word. And I went to go talk to them. I interviewed them. And what I found was they all kind of went through the same process as I did. They had no guide. They had no rule book. They just kind of figured things out along the way. And I thought, huh, wouldn't it be cool if somebody wrote the guide so that other people could do this without having to stumble their way through it? And, uh, you know, being the entrepreneur that I am, I thought, okay, well, I'll be that guy. So I wrote the book, and um, that was, I guess, what, two years ago? Two years ago, Your One Word came out. We, we did a deal with Penguin Random House. And it's been awesome seeing other people find their one words and find more purpose and meaning in um, their life and their business. Fantastic. Well, as a side note, I think you should consider starting a podcast because I think you would do really well at it. And you may have already considered that because you just offer a wealth of information. The two books, one last question, any other books coming out anytime soon or are you just focusing on other things right now? We launched one today, although I guess today recording is not going to be uh, when it actually goes live. But my latest book is called 254 Confidence. It takes uh, 254 days up to to build a habit if you do it consistently so you're trying to build a habit the minimum is 18 days the average is 66 days of consecutive action and the longest is 254 days so what i want people to do is whoever wants whoever feels like they need more confidence in their life the book is designed for that so that every day for the next 254 days there's a new story for you to read and an activity for you to do to help you boost your confidence that then you can take with you for life so that's uh, just dropped and next, I'm doing my tour across. Yes, 20 you're coming to the Bay so. Area. I'm excited about that. Yeah, we're hitting California. We're hitting five cities, I think, in California. Yes. Um, we're doing 23 cities in 90 days. So no new books coming out while I'm on that <laughs> tour. Uh, but we'll see. Maybe December 6th, I've launched three books in three years. 
Uh, so maybe we'll see what happens December 6, 2019. <laughs> well, I'm excited about the new book, and I'm excited to have you come out to the Bay. I already bought my ticket today, so I'm excited to have an opportunity to meet you. Thank you, Evan, so much for being on my show. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun chatting with you. Thanks, Brett, and I uh, appreciate the uh, variety of questions. It's been, uh, it's been awesome. Thank you. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining in with us today. Be sure to follow us on social media. Give us a kind rating review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for joining in. We're available everywhere you listen. Until next time, have a fantastic weekend, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon. That brings today's episode to a close. Thanks for listening in. If you enjoyed today's episode, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a kind rating and review. It really does help. Until next time, cheers and be well.